the deal is done in the data. And I'm a huge data guy. So if the numbers aren't attractive for a particular rental property, using tools like airdna.co, this is a short-term rental site that analyzes short-term rentals to make sure you're making money before you even get into a deal. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today I'll be speaking with Chris Thomas. Chris, how are you doing today? Man, I'm fired up, man. We should have did this interview a long time ago. <laughs> well... We're finally here. I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Chris is at one of his rental properties right now. So a little bit about Chris. He is a full-time short-term rental investor with two and a half years of experience. Portfolio is 257 rentals. 70 of those are managed for other people. He is based in San Diego. Um, and his website right now is getchristhomas.com, but it might be different when this airs. And so it's either that or the one that's in the show notes below. 
So Chris, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? 100%. I'm from East San Diego, North Park. So born and raised in North Park, San Diego. And pretty much what I'm doing now is I come from corporate world then to two failed startups to being up back at my family's house in a bad situation to now having a ton of Airbnb rentals and just absolutely crushing it. Awesome. Two and a half years is when you started investing, right? Two and a half years ago? Correct. So obviously corporate world, tried the startups, back at home. Tell us about the process of selecting real estate in general, and then tell us why short-term rentals. Great questions, Theo. Hey man, let me tell you, it was first of all out of desperation, but I've always wanted to be a real estate investor since I was like eight years old. That's crazy, right? I knew I was going to be into something in the business and I knew that the way to get rich when I eventually became more than an adolescent was being a real estate investor. So I saw this opportunity for Airbnb rentals and I saw how much it got in. I didn't have any money. I saw that this opportunity was booming. So I started my venture by getting investors. That's how I started. So got into real estate because you wanted to do this since you were a kid. For Airbnbs, it saw the growth potential, the profit potential. So you mentioned raising money. Had you done real estate at all up to this point? Never. I never did real estate. I did sales calls for a loan company when I was like 17 years old making sales calls, but I didn't even know what I was doing at that time. But I've always wanted to be in real estate since, gosh, 18 years old, like actually knowing what it can do for you. So I just didn't have the mindset for it or the know-how. So how did you raise money then? Who did you go to? And then how did you convince them to invest with someone who's never done this before? Great question, man. Hey, let me tell you, I was fully transparent with these investors. How did I reach investors? I manually reached out to these investors via LinkedIn, 500 messages via LinkedIn. I didn't have LinkedIn premium or none of that crazy stuff. Hmm. And for 48 hours straight, I think I had four hours of sleep between two days. And I was literally sending out messages to 500 investors and their tagline was investor. And I reached out to 500 people 40 of them reached back out to me saying, what is it? Tell me about it. And then 11 of them moved forward and got three to five rentals each. And I was in debt, $40,000. I had negative 13 cents in my bank account. And then just imagine a couple weeks later that I had 38K in my bank account from all these rentals I was doing. And then I was making 11K every month after that, managing their rentals. So Mm -hmm. it's incredible, man. I was, (laughs) imagine I was on welfare. I had the yellow card in here in California and to moving on to transitioning into managing rentals. What did your message say? Was it the same message to all 500 people or was it custom? Each message was custom because with LinkedIn, if you copy and paste messages, it goes up under their spam. So I had to manually say, hey, Theo, I saw that you like this article. I like that article too. So I made it relevant. Boom. So I went in there, searched their profile, looked at stuff that they like. I said, hey, I like that, what he said to here. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm in the Airbnb rental space and I'd love to pick up a rental for you. Okay. And I'm new to this. I told these people, this is my first time doing this, but I know there's an awesome opportunity. But here I'm working with my buddy who already has a rental. So I use that leverage that my buddy already had a rental in San Juan Capistrano that I'm managing it. There you so go. So I had some legway. And then they reached back out. What was that process like? Was it just immediately, boom, I'm ready to go? Was there some additional courting? Walk us through what happened after that. How long it took? Was it a lot of back and forth? Did they want to talk on the phone, meet in person? 
It was all phone. So most of them were here in California, some in Arizona. So initial conversation was the vetting process. Do they have an LLC? How much capital do they have? How much capital that they have in their business to show financials to potential property managers and owners to make sure that they have the financials to back up that two to five times the rent. So it was that vetting process. Once we got through that vetting process, some were like, eh, I don't know, typical sales. And then sure. some were like, let's do it. You're going to do everything. Yes, I'll do everything. I'll manage everything. I'll set everything up. And all you'll see is the money going to your account. And all you have to pay me is $500 to $750 a month. Is it a percentage or is it just a flat fee? Flat fee. That's for paying for cleaners and all this other stuff that goes into the business. So they're paying $750 per rental, Theo. So okay. per rental that they had, they paid me $750 per rental. So that was pretty cool. That's how I raised capital, okay. was finding people with money. Okay, so you've got the money now. At what point in the process did you start looking for deals and how did you find them? Good question. So how did I start looking for deals? Within eight months, I had 20 plus rentals myself. So I had 20 plus rentals and I just went to the same places that we already had rentals in. Smartest way to do it, right? We're already in the building. So I just went back to them with another LLC, like, hey, my company that would like to get three more rentals or four more rentals, depending on the building that we're in. So I went to the rental. So check this out. I went to the best places that were performing the best for my clients. And I just went to those buildings and got rentals in those places. I'm kind of confused. So what kind of properties are these that you're buying? I'm not buying, renting. Yeah, we're renting, renting to rent. Okay. I don't think I fully understood <laughs> that. Okay. So let me take it back then. So you say you're buying them, you're leasing them from? Correct. I see. Yeah. So we're leasing the apartment and then the decision maker, we're using a subject two to put this on short-term rental sites. And then we're putting it under an LLC to put it back on vacation rental sites, such as Airbnb, VRBO, go down the list. So you'll go in there. Is your name on the lease or do you have a buyer already whose LLC goes on the lease? Correct. So okay. when I initially started, it was their LLC and they're representing that LLC. And that's it, man. It would be nothing personal. It'd be all under the companies. Okay. We put the buyer's LLC on the lease. Investors. Yep. So the investors do it. And then are you automatically just allowed to do short-term rentals or does uh -huh. the lease need to be specific way? Do you need to ask the landlord or just whatever? No, no, no. It has to be 100% legitimate. You have to let these people know we're going into the building that we're going to be putting this on Airbnb. So it's 100% legal and they understand what we're going to be doing there. So that's pretty much it. We got a lot of no's and we got a lot of yeses and we just vetted out the yeses and moved forward those buildings in downtown San Diego, Chula Vista, California, and some up North Escondido, stuff like that. But primarily San Diego, California, Metro, North Park. Okay. So once you've secured this lease, then I'm assuming you're furnishing them. Who pays for all that? Great question. The investor. So they would write us a check for $7,500, which would include their rents, their deposits, pretty much per rental would be about five to seven K. And that would include their rents, their deposits and the furniture. And then we would take, of course, our portion of fulfillment fee, which would range from 1500 to 2K per rental. Okay. And then you'll go in there with the furniture and then you'll post it on Airbnb and then you're kind of responsible for just day kind of day. managing that day-to-day -day stuff. Okay. When you first started, were you doing everything yourself 
or did you immediately outsource things like the cleaning and stuff like that? I always recommend if anybody's going to get in this business for the first couple months, do it yourself so you understand the questions that your guests are asking or if all the stuff that you're going to be going through with cleaners and the frustrations, you want to fill that so that when you're ready to outsources or give that project to someone else, delegate that process, that you have all the answers ready for any questions that that person that's doing the task, they understand the whole process. So yes, in the beginning, the first three months, I was doing everything before I hired a channel manager through Guesty, And we weren't doing the cleaning, of course. I'm Come on, I can't swing them up. So... <laughs> <laughs> so we hired some cleaners, man. We went through so many cleaners, but yes, we're doing everything when it comes to guest communication and managing the unit. Okay. And then does that $7,500 that the investor gives you, how much rent does that cover? It covers the first month's rent and the deposit primarily. And then they're responsible for the monthly rents. So are they submitting that to you or are they sending that in themselves? They're, they direct deposit it to the company. Okay, so, so they'll automatically... Pretty easy. Yeah, they would direct deposit it to the company. If they didn't have direct deposit, they would find a way to send them a check. So everybody that has rental property, hopefully they have a direct deposit option, but all of ours did, luckily. How much money? Because they said that they're obviously paying the rent, plus they're paying you 500 to 750 per month. So how much are these units generating? On average right now, are you saying after they paid me? I guess both. So how much are you bringing in total? And then how much are the investors making? So to answer your question appropriately, the investors are making an average of $2,700 per rental. And after paying us, of course, it'd be two k to 2200 depending on what type of rental it is. If it's a three-bedroom, they're paying a seven fifty to manage it. So two bedrooms is roughly around 600 bucks, and one bedroom is 500 bucks to manage. I think the fascinating part about this is that, as you said, you've kind of got the proof of concept already once you've gotten one. So you know, okay, well, if this one's working, then I can just get more deals in the same building. That's what we did for my portfolio. Okay. The whole vetting process was done. So I used these investors for my benefit as well, because check it out, Theo. We saw the best performing rental. We saw the revenues that these people are bringing in. And what do you think I did? I went to these same buildings that were the best performers and invested my earnings into these buildings. How long did it take until you started doing it yourself? It took about six months. Okay. So essentially, you're just buying the furniture instead of getting the money from them. Like you're the $7,500. Correct. I guess it's a little bit less than that because the fulfillment fee. How much money are you paying upfront per investment? How much money are you making per rental? How much am I making per rental on management? No, no, no. The one that you own. Oh, currently? Yeah, yours. Just per. Oh, just per. We're about $2,700 to $4K average, $3,667 per rental. 2700 to 3667 average a month. This is very fascinating. I'm glad I'm halfway through. I realized what you were actually saying. I was like, I think I've heard this one or two more times before. Whenever I hear this, it's so interesting to me because it seems so obvious, but no one heard of that many people doing this. Well, so, now you met the Don, man. You met the King Kong of Airbnb rentals. Your upfront work is impressive with all those messages. All right, Chris, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? That's a great question. I've never been asked in a minute. Number one is you want to minimize your risk. And the way to minimize your risk is to find somebody who's already done it and find the softwares and tools. You can agree with this. You're an engineer. Find all the backend stuff, the reverse engineering, and work backwards before you sign anything on the deal. The deal is done in the data. And I'm a huge data guy. So if the numbers aren't attractive for a particular rental property, using tools like airdna.co, 
This is a short-term rental site that analyzes short-term rentals to make sure you're making money before you even get into a deal. The second piece of advice that I have for real estate is find a way to get there faster. Airbnb doesn't cost you ridiculous amounts. I have a guy in Nashville, Tennessee, who was one of my students that took my short-term rental academy. This dude has 11 rentals. Nashville, he started with 3,500 bucks and he only went in with $500 for a deposit because the people are struggling. Coronavirus. Exactly. People are struggling in Tennessee right now, man. And Nashville, this guy walked into a luxury spot in Nashville, Tennessee, downtown Nashville. And I was impressed. Walked in for $500 in a deposit. Didn't pay the first month's rent. Now the guy has 11 rentals making like 60K a month. And he's a 19-year-old kid. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, Chris, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Put out the fire. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Looking for your next family vacation spot? Park Square Homes is teaming up with Amina's Mortgage Services to provide a turnkey experience for new vacation rental homes just 20 minutes from Disney World. For more info, contact Amina's Mortgage Services, and you can go to their website at aminas-ms.ca. That's aminas-ms.ca. Okay, what is the best ever book you've recently read? The best ever book I've recently read is Built to Sell by John Wirrello. That's a really good book. Have you read it? No, I've not. I don't think I've heard of it. So I'll have to look into that for sure. If your business would have collapsed today, what would you do next? The same thing. Exact same thing. I agree. <laughs> I would too. What is the best deal you've done so far? The deal I made with myself to never quit. I've never heard that answer before. I like that. What is the best ever way you like to give back? Through teaching, YouTube, my training. That's the best way is through education. Education is the greatest foundation and formula to wealth. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? Everything's at Get Chris Thomas. Everything you can think of. Any social media platform is at G-E-T Chris Thomas. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is, wherever you're at, I'm at. It's at Get Chris Thomas. Awesome, Chris. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and explaining your very unique strategy of essentially finding really well-placed apartment units that would work well for short-term rentals, renting those out, and then using other people's money to furnish and pay the rent. And then you just collect a fee upfront and then each month based off of managing the entire short-term rental process for them. Talked about how you first got started and you manually went on LinkedIn and spent two days straight manually messaging 500 people who had an investor in their tagline. 40 had reached back out and 11 moved forward with three to five of these types of rentals. You talked about how you initially messaged these people, making sure that it was relevant based off of what you found on their profile or something they had recently liked or kind of transparent and let them know that you personally hadn't done this yet, but that you were working with a friend who had a short-term rental for that proof of concept. And you said that once people invest their money, then you make 500 to 750 per month per rental. 
and that within eight months you had a lot of rentals yourself. And I really like this, how you're finding these deals. And you said you use some tech to make sure that certain places are good for short-term rentals. But then once an investor has bought one of these units and you see how well it's doing, then you use that as proof of concept and then go and buy other rentals in that same building because you already know they're performing really well. You went into a lot more detail on how this process works, but that's kind of the, the gist of it. And then your best ever advice was to never lose money on a deal by minimizing risks which involves finding someone who's already done it before and then reverse engineering the process using data and technology. And then you said to find a way to get there faster. And clearly you are living that advice. So Chris, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Best of your listeners as always. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, thanks you so much, Theo, man. This has been one of the best podcasts I've ever been on, man. You guys really do make that name shine the best ever real estate investing podcast ever. And the questions you asked were just second to none. Absolutely enjoyed being on here today and hopefully making an electrifying day. I appreciate it, Chris.